0: Welcome to this new Florence School of Regulation podcast episode on the Dutch and German coal phase out. First, we would like to introduce ourselves. I am Dr. Clemens Ziegler, Rechtsanwalt, German attorney at law and founder of the boutique law firm Ziegler Stated Antitrust. Ziegler Saad in Brussels, and
1: I am Cecilia Borelli, Avvocato, Italian Attorney at Law and Associate at Ziegler SaAT. In this little series of three podcast episodes, we would like to talk about three recent European Commission decisions which regard stated measures to set up national aid schemes to compensate operators of coal and ignite fired power plants to require or encourage them to close those plants. The decisions discussed in the first two episodes relate to state for hard coal closures and not to state aid for the phase out of lignite fired power plants.
0: We will now discuss one decision relating to the Netherlands and, in the following episode, one relating to Germany.
1: The Dutch case concerns a law passed in 2019 to entirely outlaw coal fired electricity production in the Netherlands.
0: The second decision concerns Germany's coal phase-out law of 2020, which provides for an auction mechanism to compensate operators for hard coal closures with auctions starting in 2020 and ending in 2026. In a third podcast episode, we would then also like to discuss the most recent coal-related stated decision concerning Germany, that is, the Commission's decision to open a formal investigation procedure regarding the German lignite phase-out were seen in the same already mentioned 2020 coal phase-out law. Now, Cecilia, let's start to talk a bit about the context of the Dutch coal phase-out law. Maybe you can say something about the background of that law.
1: Yes, sure. One of the most powerful drivers behind the Dutch coal phase-out law was probably the Dutch Supreme Court's landmark judgment in the Urganda climate
0: case. Okay, so what was this case about?
1: In this case, the Uganda Foundation, uh, which is an environmental organization and 896 Dutch citizens, claimed successfully in all instances that the state had a legal duty to prevent dangerous climate change. The 2007 IPPC report, where IPPC stands for Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, foresaw by 2020 for developed countries a greenhouse gas emission reduction by 25 to 40 percent compared to the 1990 levels to limit global warming to a 2 degrees of Celsius increase. While the Netherlands had initially embraced this target and set an emission reduction objective of 30% in 2020, already in 2011 the Dutch government indicated that this target could not be met. This triggered the Uganda Foundation's climate litigation. In its Uganda judgment of 20 December 2019, the Dutch Supreme Court held that the Netherlands had under the European Convention on Human Rights, a positive obligation to take measures for the prevention of climate change and that it had to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions by at least 25% by the end of 2020, compared to the 1990 levels.
0: Indeed, the Orgenda case was a powerful driver, and it might possibly also have served as a welcome excuse for the Dutch government to take more radical action against the operators of coal-fired power plants in particular, as regards a forced exit with limited compensations.
1: So, while the Uganda litigation was still pending, the Dutch government brought on the way draft legislation to prepare the Dutch coal exit by 2030. On 11 December 2019, just a few days before the Supreme Court handed down its Uganda judgment, the Netherlands adopted a coal closure law, prohibiting coal-fired electricity production as of 1 January 2030 at the latest. Actually, in 2017, the Dutch government had attempted negotiations with the operators of coal-fired power plants in the Netherlands. This negotiation stopped when, in May 2018, the government proposed a bill for the closure of the plants. Alternative options had also been considered, but were found less proportionate or effective to achieve the required CO2 reductions. They included the obligation for coal-fired power plants to use CCS, or a tightening of their efficiency requirements.
0: At the adoption of the closure law in December 2019, the Netherlands had five coal-fired power plants, two owned by RWE and the others by Engie, Uniper and Vattenfall. Whilst the other four coal-fired power plants got a transition period of 5 to 10 years, Vattenfall's Hemvik plant, dating from 1994, Had to close before the 1st of January 2020, just a few weeks after the closure law had been adopted.
1: And therefore, the law gave Vattenfall the possibility to request a compensation for its early closure, and the government agreed with the company to limit this compensation to 52.5 million euros.
0: The European Commission approved this compensation under EU state aid rules in May 2020. In its determination of whether the measure amounted to state aid, the Commission did not take a final position on whether the measure provided Wattenfall with an advantage over its competitors and whether it thus constituted state aid.
1: In that regard, the Court of Justice's Asterisk Judgment provides that where a right to compensation for damages resulting from an act of the state exists, such compensation is not an advantage under Article 107, Paragraph 1 TFEU. The Commission could not determine with certainty, on the basis of the information provided by the Netherlands, that under Dutch law, a right to a compensation corresponding to the aid amount existed, and thus the existence of the aid could not be excluded. Nevertheless, the Commission went on to assess the measure's compatibility with the EU single market, and, since it found that this would in even any event be the case, it did not have to ultimately pin down whether the measure constituted state aid or not.
0: Now, this led the Netherlands to bring an action before the General Court last July. More on this in a minute.
1: Yes, however, first a few words about the Commission's compatibility assessment. First, the measure would have contributed to the reduction of CO2 emissions because the hemwork plant emitted around 3.6 megatons of CO2 annually, and second, the payment adequately compensated buttonfall for the profits it would have been able to make if it would have continued operating. The Commission considered the compensation justified in this case because hemwork was ordered to close within a month whereas other coal plants benefited from a transition period of 5 to 10 years and therefore had the opportunity to convert, recover investments and make additional profits. It concluded that the measure's contribution to EU environmental and climate goals outweighed any potential distortion of competition and trade.
0: According to the Commission, the environmental benefits of reducing CO2 emissions had not only started earlier in the case of the closure of Wattenfall's plant than with the other coal-fired power plants, but also earlier compared to the time span, which would have likely elapsed if the compensation had been paid pursuant to a national judicial proceeding for the award of damages. Indeed, since the plant apparently was operating profitably when its nearly immediate closure was ordered, without the compensation, Wattenfall would probably have tried to slow down the process of closing by way of national litigation for compensation. Therefore, the compensation had a clear incentive effect. Now, as mentioned, the Commission left open whether the measure granted an advantage and thus whether the compensation amounted to state aid.
1: On 21st July 2020, the Dutch government filed an application for annulment of the Commission's decision with the General Court. The case is the T. 469-20. It alleged an infringement of the Commission's obligation to state reasons under Article 296 TFEU for failure to justify why there were doubts about a right to compensation. In addition, it alleged also that the Commission infringed Article 107 Paragraph 3 TFEU Insofar as it deemed the compensation to be compatible with the internal market, without having had the competence to assess compatibility in the first place, because the Commission had not determined whether state aid was present at all, the Dutch government claims a violation of the principle of legal certainty.
0: Now, as regular readers of Commission stated decisions will know, the Commission leaves very often open if state aid is involved where it finds a measure to be compatible with the internal market. While the General Court has not yet ruled in this case, should it hold that the Commission needs to unequivocally establish the existence of state aid before assessing the compatibility of a measure, this could have quite an impact on the Commission's future state aid practice. It might, for instance, take the Commission more time to adopt its Phase I decisions. In any event, the issuing of a negative decision that means to find a measure to be incompatible with the internal market, certainly requires the Commission to first establish that the measure in question is state aid. Now, Uniper's and RWE's power plants were relatively young, with operation start dates in 2015 and 2016 respectively. This actually had been requested by the Dutch government itself, because the Netherlands' reliance on gas, had led to higher electricity prices than in neighboring countries.
1: And this is why the closure law, despite the generous transition period foreseen, provoked Uniper and RWE to file actions against the Netherlands for property rights violation. Their claims are based on the investment protection rules of the International Energy Charter Treaty, which protects private investors against unilateral regulatory changes. Now, the entire subject of investment protection reputation would warrant another podcast, so we will not go into further detail here, other than to mention that by now, RWE and Uniper have each started an action before the exit in Washington, D.C. Uniper and RWE combined seek more than 2 billion euros in compensation. In addition to the exit claim, Uniper has initiated an additional proceeding against the coal exit before the Dutch Supreme Court.
0: With this... We are at the end of our first episode in this little podcast series. Please expect the second episode on the Commission's decision regarding the German hard coal exit tender mechanism in the next few days. Both Cecilia and I, we thank all listeners for their attention.
1: Thank you.